0: Radio. First World Order Radio. Finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt.
1: All right, all right. There's always gonna be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. Begin on into some of that order consciousness tonight. Numbers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. And indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bring about specifics and the root based on value with natural characteristics. Color, Electromagnetistics of sound through the effing that your thoughts transmits it. First, First. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. And they're multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics. The current radiates electromagnetistics of sound through the effing that your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this is, uh, something like this. calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intentions straight out. Alright, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages for us to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories shit that works. You have an aggravated Python that produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and exoteric study. Playtime is over.
2: All around the production.
3: Village. This is the gift and the message My music is a weapon when I use it on the reckless. Spaceships ships hovering throughout the whole region Open up the sky and take the shortcut to Venus Getting on my liver, is a hard pill to swallow Like comparing your religion to it if the earth is hollow No need to cry then let it soak in your tomorrows Let my music soak up, all your bitter sweet and sorrow See the sun shining, I lay back and kick it Staying sucker free is my new way of living One day we get together, then we all start feeling But the ball that I dribble got me Life Champagne glasses round my organite pyramid glinting at the stars, show the kids where we really live These solar flares got my DNA 12 stranded Collect the kill trends and feed it to the mid-spring wash it all more some of us we've been here To reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills I put rap to the back for a good reason 2012-21 was a good season Fake people get exposed just for who they are Playin' traffic in a highway, with moving cars My flow brain, the fear of God, the modern rappers They crawling backwards, kicking men, and chance a heart attack him. Ever since the kid went galactic My center bracket, recent topic, interacted with my solar status The microphone, I grab it, I guess it's just a habit I live a legend in your presence, order like the Mavericks It ain't about me, nah, but it's about the future A golden race is on and dealing with the cockadoodles. I sock it to you like a grandma and your mama used to The final stage, I ride away just like it's Honolulu I prove my whole school but since I stayed there Galactic cultures awareness I got my grace there See with the eye of Hayru No longer been in knees My energies surrender me When it's time to leave This modern day crap I do we even follow it? I would a symbolize my name Up in the hieroglyphs Declare peace without battle Start Galactica Foot stepping back from on my way back to Africa To wash the tall moors Some of us we been here To reunite the others To cool the world With wind chills I put rap to the back For a good reason so 2012 was a good Season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow bring the favor. God to the modern rappers. They crawling back with men and many chest. A heart attack and wash the talk more. Some of us we been here. to reunite the others. to crew the world with chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012, 1221 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow bring the fair God to the modern rappers. They're Call it back with kicking men and chip the heart attack. Interstellar While my third eye Open up See through all the lies That y'all tell it With a straight face Return of the luminous ones Y'all better make way To find a chapter Find a collapse On all you politicians They politician How they lead a world No part to piss The way I think Is more deep Than in the Grand Canyon I guarantee this black man Would be the man standing. My premonition matched the old man calendar It's always accurate Like a lightweight challenger For all you wicked witches And the wizard of bars. You and that man Behind the curtain Yeah y'all in the fall Only your matter. Time before shit the fan, hit the idiot's guide for you on how to get a man. I don't need a bunch of homies to ride or die with me. I could call hey Haru to fly the skies with. Me. We going through the transition, and the dog she wrote. Put put on, on my run. my Jesus, Jesus back to the soul. back for hey, ancient times, I pray heaven on earth. I was the last child, they were to the We going through the transition. When I'm riding on this city, the city streets, never really miss a beat To the point of no return, lest I turn another cheat Catch me on my dating box, move as I wanna be Just being me, never chilling with the wannabes God in the flesh, dating back since the latches My history is more than they can understand it My melanated skin, star brush from the astro I made of dark energy, created from black holes No the only one you can lean on I got some smooth that y'all can break y'all weed on Our here is more the king of slave ships about the underwater a spaceships But Mr. Coman, we had the government covering But it's the old man till a fly away like a mothership Where African people were the real Anunnaki Wearing pheasals on their heads just a few feet taller than me We going through me. the transition and it's all she roars Put on my aunt again, my she's a piece back to the Pope Came back from April time to bring heaven on earth I was the last daughter child, never returned to the ground We going through the transition and it's all she wrote, Put on my aunt again, my she's a back to the Pope Back to the Pope Y'all don't look at me the same, I ain't nothing like I used to be Upgraded, dealing through the live and all the foolery My dream can't lose it, I travel back in time Collecting life data for my subconscious mind That father let me know that anything is possible By pulling down the universe through my crown chakra Manipulate the energy, is all an illusion Knowing who you are kills all the confusion Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential My lyrics turn divas right back in the Queens Why dope? Boys the same twice appearin' back of the scene. Everybody gone mad, blamed me to your outlet. The new black Hollywood chose us straight spray out the project. Bobo agenda war, suckin' up to the master, while the whole community goin' up in disaster. We goin' through the transition, and that's all she wrote. Put on my uncle, gave my chief the treats back to the folks. Came back my angel times to bring heaven on
0: earth. I was the last golden child to return to birth. We goin' through the transition, and it's all she wrote. Versus, burn Back again with Dr. Lemel Bay. All right, we gonna get into the show tonight. All right, we ready to hear from Brother City. All right, if y'all don't know what's getting ready to happen, let me catch y'all up. Killing um, in the and um, of course we had to have. I mean, Mercury's in retrograde, so just bear with us as we um, try to get the kinks out. You might hear some annoying background noise because um I'm traveling, so I had to pull over um in order to um pick up some Wi-Fi. So um just you know bear with us as we get this out.
2: All right,
0: before we bring Brother City on, um let me bring in Nutritional Healing. God is your you. Green peace. How are you? I'm Look, we got problems tonight, but we're gonna try to get get as much in as possible. Yeah, we gotta try to make it through. Yeah. How's How's
4: yeah,
0: yeah. So everybody's doing good. You know, we're ready to hear. Um, you know what you got going on? I have seen that on um, Fabulous website. So, you know, tell us a little bit about um that.
4: Right. So my website is Secret. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we got you loud can you and clear. Hear me? Yep, okay, loud and great. clear.
4: So, my website is basically like a holistic site where you can go on and purchase all natural herbs and also purchase spiritual baths and body uh and body uh cosmetics as well. But within my site I have um my different services that I, you know, offer the public such as my holistic nutritional consultations and my psychic uh, medium readings, and as well as all uh, my testimonials that you can see on my website. But uh, today, I want, you know, I ask you to give me this opportunity uh, to advertise this special that I'm doing this weekend. Um, yeah, as you said, I am nutritional healing, and besides me guiding people on a goal of optimum health, I'm also a psychic medium, and um for those who are hearing this for the first time, a medium is someone who communic- who channels or rather communicates with the spirit realm with the ancestral realm so uh within a session with me uh I will communicate with your spirit guides, your angels, or your ancestors um and this weekend, I am offering discounted readings for $25. Um for for more information, uh as you said, you can and you know, for more information and how my readings has impacted the lives of many people, you can go on my website at www.samorysherbs.com, which is spelled s a m o r y s herbs H E R B S dot com. You can go on my website and see uh the different testimonials. Or if you're interested in um taking advantage of this opportunity, you can or oh, to schedule a reading, you can email me uh at Samorishealing at gmail dot com, which is S A M O R Y S Healing, H E A I L N G, with discounted uh reading in the subject line. Okay.
0: Excellent, Are excellent.
4: We
0: yes, we yeah. here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, give them that website once again so everybody can um, definitely check it out.
4: Okay, so the website is www.samorysherbs.com, which is S A M O R Y S, herbs, H E R E S, dot com. And if you would like to schedule a meeting, you can email me at samorishealing which is s a m o r y s healing
0: at gmail.com. Hmm? All right. Appreciate you for coming on, giving that shout out and that Thank blast you. because um, we definitely need the yeah. Support you and um, you know, get the readings, get your herbs, get everything that you're trying to do because you know you' up and coming and um, they need to participate, you know, participate and support you. You know, um, that's that's what we are here for is to get the word out to the masses and um, you know, have them to definitely um, you know, come and check you out.
4: Definitely, and I would like, and I'm you know, I'm thankful that you have giving me this opportunity, you know, to share this information because just along my journey and the different readings that I've done for, for for hundreds of people is like it's, it's a beautiful thing and I'm just my goal is to reach many more you know so you know for for those that are interested in you know communicating with their loved ones their spirit guides their angels you know reach out to me and we can text them out we can schedule something Mhm definitely definitely that's
0: that's we're gonna definitely keep a. Um, you want to give a contact number also one more time? Sure, sure. You can
4: you can call me at six four six seven eight zero ninety four eighty eight. Again, that's six four six. Seven eight zero ninety four eighty eight. You can call. Con- you can call me there to set up a, a a session, or you can email me. My primary way, my primary contact is via email. But if you want to call me up to schedule an appointment, you can you
0: can do so as well. Six
4: four six seven eight zero ninety four eighty
0: eight.
2: All right. Appreciate
0: you, God, for coming on and giving us. I appreciate
4: you
2: Christmas too,
0: Christmas. brother. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to get you back Thank on you the said. show again. So, and should be ready for that.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, however we can, however we can help our people to understand what's happening on a universal level, or just over, or just help them on a journey. You know. I'm always down mm-hmm. for that course. So we definitely have to set right. something up. Even, you know, last time I believe we spoke on uh, melanin and how it affects the body. But this time around, you know, we can speak on just spirituality and how food, the food that we eat, affects our spirituality or our spirit. So All right. you well, know, we, we have to mm-hmm. put that
0: together in the next
1: two weeks, you know, we can definitely have you back on. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to be. Yeah.
0: Alright, mm-hmm. appreciate you. Thank you, God. Thank
4: you. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace
0: and love. Alright, beginning ready to bring on my home girl, Ty Queen, as well as also Brother City Hampton. Are y'all right here? Hello. Yeah. Greetings and peace. Peace. Good. I'm here
5: live I know, on- right? Order, order, order. Yeah, Am I, um, <laughs> can y'all hear me? Can y'all, can y'all hear me good? Yeah, we got yeah I can of hear clear. you. All right, cool, because I you know I, I dropped my, uh, my phone in some water.
0: Just, just to, yeah, we got you loud and clear. Just try to ignore the background. All
5: right, cool. I dropped my phone <laughs> in some water, you know what I mean, right in like this tub where I keep all my gemstones at, right in the salt water tub, I just dropped my jack like. I'm like, boom! Gregory oh, and in Gray was like, <laughs> you want
2: your phone? <laughs> <worked>. Like really? <laughs> it was like, yeah. Like yeah,
5: man, it was ridiculous. It's a pleasure to be here. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been listening to Doctor Lean for for quite some time. So, you know, you're like a legend to me. You know, honesty. You know what I mean? It's a pleasure to be here on the show and do it with you, man.
0: Well, I appreciate that, God. And um, know, we getting ready to get marvelled and amazed by the info. So. Um, the goddess High Queen said, yo, you got to get this Brother, I said, alright, well sure, when you want To do it, you know okay. Contact you, he's like, yo, you up for it So, you know, we definitely want to get Into the healing of the energetic body And the inner alchemy Or the science of the inner alchemy So, you know, where you want to begin with That topic
3: Um,
5: yeah, I mean, it's a very, very It's a very, very broad topic With a lot of, um with a lot of, uh intricate subdivisions. When you're talking about inerocamy or you're talking about the energetic body. Um the most interesting thing about it is the fact that, you know, um both of them are one and the same. Um, the the concept of, of of healing yourself energetically um works um in accordance with the science of inertial. Because inerquamy ultimately is the science of transforming the soul from the inside out. And it's really the science that all of our ancestors, particularly in um in every previous ancient civilizations, When you want to refer to uh, ancient Kemet uh, Whether you want to talk about The emergence of the Dravidian folk religion Which became known as Vedic Hinduism Whether you want to talk about Jainism Whether you want to talk about Buddhism um, Whether you want to talk about uh, The Greek science of the Madame Opus um, All of it pretty much refers around um, It refers around the concept Of being able to transfer the, uh, transform the soul From the inside out And being able to um, teach oneself how to be able to interact with the uh, higher self and to become one with the higher self. So the thing about it is the fact that um, our ancients had a very, very concise understanding that um, human cataclysms and mishaps and mistakes ultimately create the catalyst for a cosmic realization. And they create the catalyst for that cosmic realization for the soul to realize um, that there's something deeper than just participating and living in this cyclic existence of ignorance and passion and acting off of desire. And when these particular cosmic or pardon me, when these particular cataclysms occur in the physical realm, these mishaps that hurt the soul, um, or cause the soul to retreat in regards to this um in regards to this expression where it takes a step back and begins the process of reflecting, ultimately the soul begins this um, this reflection to realize that it's time to go home, living and participating in this holographic experience for quite some time and that it is tired of participating in that cyclic rule of existence and it's time to make its journey back home. So the science of interakery ultimately revolves around that. Um, energetic healing is what you're going to use in effort to um, become more more solidified in the process of interakery, of the process of transformation. Um, because this is about getting out of the cycle of of life, death and rebirth and realizing the fullest potentiality of God at its highest potential. Mm-hmm. Hello?
0: Hi-ya. Hi-ya. I'm here. here. We got you. Yeah, we just need you go on and drop your info. Um Mm-hmm. Well, God is you here, know, we just can't leave you out you on here too So um, what you been doing lately, right? Quick, before we get back into the topic uh,
6: Okay, peace, everybody I'm Tay Queen, and uh, that's what most people know me by um, I am the owner and creatress at Gemini Creations And basically I work with um, wellness coaching as well from a very holistic perspective. So I encompass nutrition, herbs, uh, gemstones, spirituality, all of these different things. So basically the topics that we're going to talk about tonight, what I do is I make it practical and I make a strategy that uh, people are actually able to follow and follow through with. So I'm all about like taking the information and making it practical where City Hampton, I always say we're great balance because he's definitely not that he doesn't do the practical work, he's definitely all about the information and really getting into the historical aspects and bringing in the intricacies. Because sometimes the way this brother goes on, I'm sitting there like, dude, like, what are you doing? Are you reading an encyclopedia? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so. You know what I mean? So that's exactly, I'm more of the yin on that aspect where I'm definitely about, you know, cultivating the information and making it practical and making it something that we can actually utilize. And and he's definitely just like very, very, very um, articulate about how he can express that spiritual energy. So um, basically, that's who I am, and that's what I do. <laughs> um, right.
2: But mm-hmm. I think
6: he should introduce himself a little bit better and get you guys not only acquainted with the concept of inner alchemy and what that does, but also as well um, acquainted with what he does for a living and how he helps and contributes to the community.
5: All right, absolutely. Um, just to, kind of like to add on to what, uh, what the sister Tate was just saying, um... I teach a particular course of the IMD workshop. The IMD workshop teaches it teaches the science of neurochromy. Um it the, uh, the science of beginning to make African spirituality practical for modern day use. So everything that she said in regards of um being able to utilize the uh, practicality of uh, these different traditional sciences of our ancestors, that's what I that's what I um in the workshop as well. Um and like I said before it's a particular system that um that pretty much uh operates um at temple where it combines a whole host of different things. It's a, a system of synchronicism. Um we take the gist of the gist of what uh what the ancients pretty much taught us to let us know um uh, in regards of the particular sciences of transforming the soul, And we um see uh the the correspondence it's is a little bit
6: hard to it. hear you over the background noise that you um you. Okay. Hello? Hello?
5: Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah,
6: yeah. Alright, cool. So thank you, okay. thank you.
5: <laughs> so so um it's a Continue. little it's um so the system is uh yeah, that was kinda of throwing me off too. <laughs> so um Um, <laughs> uh, pretty much what we do with the I Am workshop is we teach we teach a particular system that revolves around the idea of um making African spirituality practical for everyday use um mm-hmm. in the workshop, we also learn about the basis of uh, african cosmology as well as cosmogony um and its influence to um to other neighboring cultures and other neighboring civilizations um and- re- and we are able to see the relation it with regards of a uh, geographic location as well as um from a historical context as well where you um when you get you know the complete sense of understanding that um all of these different neighboring civilizations that had like these um these very very con- um very very uh, well documented spiritual systems um definitely find their place by being influenced by these proto African um spiritual uh highly advanced civilizations. Um mm-hmm. so in the process of um uh, being able to study the correspondences as well as studying it from a historical context you I able to see how all of them is intric how all of them are intricately uh, connected, and it's good for um, a person who's looking to be able to um, um, it's good for a person who's looking to be able to connect uh, to, to like to African spirituality, but doesn't necessarily have um, like a very very core practical system in place um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that exactly. you know everything is everything is pretty much up and then it's like it's up and it's like it's, it's everywhere right now. People are like, you know, where mm-hmm. I, I study the basis of ancient comedic science and other people say, oh, well, I'm in the Ifa. Other people say, I'm in the Vodun. Other people say, I'm into, mm-hmm. you know, I study, they resonate closely with regards to the, the Buddhist system um, or they study uh, the basis of uh, Vedic Hinduism. So, and the whole basis of that is the whole basis of the workshop is to be able to put together a particular template that connects all of them together. Um, first and foremost, based off a, a based off a historical context. And then once you see it, um, from a historical context, then you can really get into the uh, into the concept of being able to apply all of these different neighboring traditions, um, spiritual mm-hmm. practices, to create a particular system that's going to be applicable for yourself.
6: You see what I'm talking about? Autumn words.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely, exactly. So that's basically how he navigates, and that's the system that you know he put together, definitely to give to the people. Because we saw that there was a kind of a gap where there's a lot of information out there because we live in the information age. There's a lot of information, there's a lot of, um, you know, availability of that information books, lectures, you know, all these different things but it's a little bit lacking on the instructional side where how do I take this information and make it practical? It's one of the things I really love about Aline Bay is because he's always going to give you some practical information outside of just going in another encyclopedia brain um, (laughs) and completely blowing your mind with all the deep intricacies and, you know, all the information that he drops. But he always gives you stuff that you can use. So that's that's one of the reasons why I I really, really wanted you guys to get together and kind of meet and bring this whole show together. But I think... um, You know, now that we know basically who both of us are, I think we could kind of go in and I'm going to let you do your thing. I'm going to kind of ease on back because Tay is having, you know, a Tay day. So (laughs) I'm going to let you do your thug dizzle and really, like, break down the information because he's about to go in on some really, really deep historical Information. So get ready. Get your pens and pads out now. Like just get it out now, so you are all ready. <laughs> and let this brother break it down. And then I'm gonna come back in. We are gonna tag team. When you ready for me to talk? Like just let me know. <laughs> okay, you're fine. <wrong. laughs> all
2: right, cool. All right, so
5: go
6: ahead. Um, do you think?
5: No, nah, I just um pretty much um um pretty much like I like like I was saying from before. The Iron Buddha Workshop is it's a system. It's a system of a uh, that blends all of the bases, of Africa of all of the bases, well, all of these different um, um core um the core practices of different uh, African based spiritual traditions together. Um and when you blend them all together you can begin to see the correspondences in uh in regards of uh these different uh neighboring spiritual civilizations. Prime example, um when you talk about one of the uh we talk about um, a particular place in Africa, a particular peninsula in Africa that is referred to as the Horn of Africa, which is about 770,000 miles long. And it um, encompasses these four different, um, these four different neighboring countries, if I'm not mistaken, which would be Ethiopia, Eritrea, Dijabalti, um, uh, and then you have Somalia as well. Um, and the the center point, where you would have Petria now, um, there was a, there is a, uh, there is um You have the the red the red sea, and the red sea over there. You know you have these um these, uh, which is originally southern Arabia, and then that area over there in the southern 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 Arabia, you have a particular tribe of people that are referred to as the Sabaeans, and the Sabaeans are the people who you refer to as um the descendants of the Queen of Sheba or the uh who was the Queen of um who was uh, also known as Makita according to the uh according to the um the Aksumite Empire, um as well as the uh the, uh, the later empires of the Nagus Nagasta. Um these are particular Christian based um Christian based kingdoms and empires out of Ethiopia. But prior before the confluence of that, talking about the uh the confluence of um the influence of the earlier Proto Ethiopians. You're talking about um talking about these original inhabitants of that area which is the Horn of Africa. And when you're talking about the Horn of Africa, you know, if you're working with the monsoons, you could sell out from the Horn of Africa, which would be um close to the end of it, you would be connected to Ethiopia and you could sell out and find yourself directly in the southern India. Um we also know that uh Herodotus, who was um a, a, a particular historian a Greek historian um, chronicled that there was two major versions of Ethiopia: one that was in Africa, and one that was in India. And then you also have the Javidians, and then you have the Tamil, who were also known as the uh, as the Dialects, which means the Untouchables. So we're talking about the Untouchables. You're um, you're referring to a particular set of people that went through a heavy amount of subjugation from the fetic European tribes who came from, if I'm not mistaken, from Western Europe. So when they came from Western Europe or whatever, they met the Javidia. They met these darker-skinned people who shared um, who shared very similar phenotypes to the original inhabitants of the Horn of Africa, which would be Somalia, mm-hmm. Eritrea, uh, Ethiopia. Um, and also there's also a particular capital in what is now referred to as um, Eritrea that was an ancient province, an ancient Kemet, that was known as the time the Chair, meaning God's land. Um, and it was um, inhabited by this particular tribe that they referred to as the Puwini or the Punt. And he was super dark-skinned people, you know what I mean? Super dark-skinned people. And um, that finds its way in regards of that direct influence of the original inhabitants going into southern India, who created the basis of what is referred to as the Javidian folk religion, or part of yeah, the Javidian folk religion, which Europeans refer to as Tantric Hinduism. So, you know, you have Vedic Hinduism, which is major, you know, that's like the, the the Hinduism that you see popularized all over the world. But then you have a hidden cult of Hinduism, which would be the Tantric Hinduism and the Javidian folk religion, which centralizes mm-hmm. on the worship of these two uh, divine forces, which is Shiva and Shakti. The uh, mm-hmm. two divine forces of Shiva and Shakti, which represent mother and father energy coming together, masculine and feminine principles coming together to be able to institute new life, so on and so forth. And uh, the central point, or the main goddess of that system in regards to Javidian folk religion, or the Tantric Hindu system, is a goddess by the name of Adi Parashakti, Adi, which means first. Um, she, she's the first incarnation of Shakti in Sanskrit, and her other name is known as the Tri is known as uh, Sandhari, which means the goddess of the three crowns. Um, and the Dravidian folk religion, she's related to the Mahanaga, which means the Great Naga. Maha in Sanskrit means great, um, which is connected to Manessa Devi or Lalita. So, the goddess of the three crowns, which is similar.
6: Hello. Okay. Well, I guess we dropped that call. Um... I mean I guess we can wait for him to call back in. Or we can play a song. Okay, so I'll just talk. Um so I mean like I said, I'm more the other end, I'm more the other spectrum, so I deal with heavily the practical aspects of inner alchemy. And uh, how we can heal our energetic body So a lot of the information that the brother was given Was to kind of um, give you a perspective An understanding, a historical perspective On how this information applies to us people Of who we call... You know, African descent or indigenous, melanated peoples, because sometimes it's hard for us to see our culture in other forms when it's given back to us. So a lot of the things that are uh, we see represented to us now in the modern times as New Age and oftentimes as uh, you know these kind of out there hippie kind of you know movements. A lot of that information. You know, it can be a little misconstrued, but definitely has roots and African origins. And even when you start to see them refer to things that we would consider outside of quote-unquote Africa, like Eastern philosophies, Buddhism, or even you see things like the brother was talking about the hin- the systems of hinduism know that deep within it is hidden are our, our inf- is our information and indigenous information it is just being distorted over time due to historical uh events like invasions of different um caste systems and all these other different people's coming in from different places and actually watering down the culture as well as watering down the um The religious and spiritual systems So, you know, you have like kind of give and take And and a lot of times with these different systems We have to kind of search deeper into them To find their roots and their origin And like the brother was talking about With the Indian system It's very particular that you see It's very commonplace that we see represented to us now, these kind of very, very Caucasian-looking representations of these different gods and goddesses, and um, as well as, you know, you kind of have that caste system that's in India that glorifies lighter-skinned people over darker-skinned people. So, but what's interesting to find is the farther and farther that you go back into their own uh, spiritual representations, that those uh, figures that are now represented as you know, um, you know, kind of white looking, <laughs> for lack of better terminology, uh, ca- Caucasian looking uh, figures, they actually begin to turn darker and darker and look more and more Afrooid. So, you know, that's basically what the brother was breaking down. On that end And how to actually holistically encompass that mindset So when we're coming to this information That comes from these systems Whether it's talking about chakras Or we're talking about any type of different layers of the aura Or uh, different, even going so far into the Greek philosophy Like he's talking about inner alchemy And how they refer to it there All these things Peace All these things basically come from us And come back from us Is he on the line? Mm -hmm. Is he back on the line or or no? Yep, I'm back on the line. Okay. Is City Hanson back on the line? Because I think he got dropped. No, he's
0: not back on.
6: Okay. Well, basically, that's what he was breaking down in that whole uh, aspect right there. So, yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to go into um, dealing with the energetic body. I guess we'll have to deal Mm -hmm. with some of the gems and stones on which that Mm -hmm. correlates to the healing of um, the energetic body. So you can go over that. um, And hopefully we can get them back in here, um, you know, in a few minutes.
6: Okay. Definitely. Again, like I said, I deal more with the practical side of all this information. So, When you come to me, you're going to be looking at, what do I do because of this? So basically, people ask me a bunch of questions like, this is going on or this is happening in my life. And they tell me what's going on in their life and, you know, all the different uh, problems or concerns that are are, uh, facing them. And then what we do, well, what I do particularly, is I devise spiritual solutions for them. So... As far as you're talking about speaking on the energetic body and how we can actually begin, okay, he's actually back on the line. Um, he's he's there. So I don't know what. No, his number is five one six. Sorry, Starry City, five one six area code.
0: If it's possible, you might have to give them a call three-way, and then you can um, cue them in. Okay. Um. Totally. Hold on, no
6: problem. City Hampton. I'm unable to come to the phone right now. He's unable to come to
5: the phone right now? No. Um.
6: Hopefully he will. I think he's he's waiting on the queue. So I believe he's on there, but if you can't put him in I'll I'll definitely tell him.
2: Yeah, I'm
0: back on the road traveling now, so you gotta um queue him in that way if you possibly can.
6: Okay. Totally. Understandable. Mercury. <laughs> I know you exactly. my planet. But, um, <laughs> so Tyley, we haven't B I need you to cooperate with me right now. Hold on. <laughs> okay.
2: Hello. Hello. Peace.
0: Peace.
6: Are you back on city? No? No. No? Okay. If you want to like go to cut to a break, or you just want to vote real quick while I go and just make sure that I get him back on, yeah, that's good. Okay, oh, see, now he's calling me and I can't.
0: All right, for everybody to understand what's going on, um, he's talking about the energetic body. What is the energetic body? The energetic body is your auric cell, your etheric. Feel or body These bodies act in conjunction With your physical body And of course there's other bodies higher than that Of course you have Your physical body Your etheric body Your emotional body Which is your astral body You have your mental body Your causal body Spiritual body And soul body um, All these are your energetic bodies But Normally, when they speak about it, it's about your auric cell in general. So, um, you're going to get them to explain a little bit more um, in detail about that
6: Hello. Um, as
0: soon as they can get on hello, here. Hello.
6: Yeah, we're all back. And, um, Yay, finally. All right. Okay. <laughs> there we go. It was like the illest cyberphone tag experiment in, like, the history of life. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> Yo, first of all, we need to today.
6: Like it just tore up this whole show, but um. Anyway,
5: uh, <laughs> wow.
6: <laughs> yeah. So Alene right. was breaking was down up, the be, different layers and. Be back on and. Field.
0: Be mm-hmm. going, to continue doing
6: it. Okay, the back. <laughs> All right, so where you want to continue where you left off, City?
5: Yeah, I can do that. Can you guys hear me?
6: Yeah, everybody can hear you.
5: Alright, so cool. well, clear So, um what I was saying was um yeah, what I was saying was I was I was speaking on particularly the correspondences from different civilizations. Um, they're all like knowing about this uh this basic idea of the raising of what is referred to as the Kundalini energy. The Kundalini energy which uh, represents the uh the coral circuit that rises from the base of um uh, from the basic spine mm-hmm. heading all the way up up the spine, um, going into in the third ventricle, um, secreting um, these two particular chemicals that are referred to, or, yeah, these two particular chemicals that are referred to, the serotonin and the melatonin, um, which emit the cytokine inside of the pineal body, or the pituitary uh, body as well. Um, and this is where the concept of the whole Christ consciousness ultimately comes from. And we're just a witness. So this is what the science. Been, that's, this is what the science has been around for me revolves upon. What um what I am getting to by saying everything I just said is that through the concept and through the process of actually doing energetic healing, uh, healing the uh, aura, healing the uh, the energetic sensors that are the chakras, you can begin the process of actually um of actually doing the work to transform the soul from the inside out and to become one with the Christ consciousness. Um, and this is what the ancients understood. They understood that mishaps, mistakes, pain, trauma, all of those things create the catalyst for a constant realization for you mercury to realize yourself <laughs> I had to do that. Go no? ahead. What did you say? I said mercury and
6: retrograde, right.
5: all of it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean. So, the whole thing, like I said before, it all based itself off. Uh, the reason why I teach, I teach a little bit about the history is because there are some people who become very um like apprehensive about uh, being able to pick up a particular, um, a particular like uh tactics, tools, thinking that would be very, very fundamental and very, very useful in their um in the process of energetic healing. Um, we have some brothers who may be centralized in the ancient theatre school of thought who won't be interested in um who won't be interested in learning anything about um like uh, like the uh the Zolong, which would be like the Tibetan Buddhist breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. And these particular these particular techniques um ultimately find their origin in ancient African spiritual origin. Mm-hmm. Um, based off of, like I said before, with the influence of the whole of Africa, and then you have the Davidians, um, which later became known as the Detachables, which later became known as the dialects. Uh, once they became the dialect, um, then they started with a particular system that they referred to with Jainism. And out of Jainism, uh gave birth to a particular system that we, that we now know as Buddhism.
2: Um, and when
5: you say Buddhism, uh, well, Buddha, the term Buddha comes from the Sanskrit word bodhatma, which means one who was a virgin or one who was observing. So everything in the Western industry that we know about Buddhism centralizes around a particular um, story certainly, which one individual that we know of who is Guantanamo Buddha. But so we don't know anything about the particular um, like a thousand Buddhist shoppers that are, um, that are, the, that are, the, that are the deities of the, the system of Vajrayana which is the epic type of system of uh, Buddhists um, and how the system of, body of Vajrayana which is now centralized particularly out of, uh, out of um, Thanks. out of Tibet. Um, really find the origin from the ancient uh really finds origin from the ancient Khmer influence. Uh, the ancient black people that inhabited South East Asia, uh Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and the brilliant thing about the Khmer was the fact that they blended uh they blended Hindu as well as uh Buddhist uh, mythology with the overtone of ancient comedic influence and they created a particular civilization based off of that And you can see it based off of the etymology Behind certain um, Capitals and cities Like uh, there's a particular province, capital In Tibet that is known as Kham You know what I mean? When you're saying Kham You're saying Kemet, all connected Khmer, Kemet If you look at the uh, the portrait of uh, the Buddha Maitreya From, if uh, I'm not mistaken, I think the 5th century Out of the Khmer Empire He has, a, he has an ancient Khmeric content inside of his crown So um, I say all that to say that What we're dealing with is we're dealing with Science that we're all around the world. The science of being able to break outside the cycle of life and death, and break outside of the cycle of just um, being victimized by traumas and victimized by issues, and um, and just being emotionally, spiritually, and and psychospiritually sick. Um, That's what all the different, all the different particular uh, systems that we refer to um, that find itself in ancient African influence, as well as East Indian influence, as well as East Asian influence. it all is it all is uh, a particular science that is started by one family. You know what I mean? Uh, by you know, by the million people of planet Earth. So um when we go uh from there, you know, we start talking about the concept of chakras, you know, you're dealing with these particular energetic sensors, um, that store information. These particular energetic sensors store information from um from uh, particular experiences that you may have Um They also uh, store information based off of uh, um, your emotional disposition to those experiences. Um, the energetic centers or the chakras are really, they are the, uh, they convey and they store the particular signals from the subconscious type because um, as you, as what is referred to as the, ma- the microcosmic and the microcosmic orbit which would be the uh, the macrocosmic orbit being the orbit of the universe and the microcosmic orbit would be the orbit um which would be the uh the orbit of a, what is referred to as the feedback loop in Western science. And this particular feedback loop is a is a loop that regulates from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the, uh, it's your pretty much your subjective awareness of the objective consciousness it's your subjective awareness of the universal mind. The subconscious mind ultimately is. So the thing is like when you're thinking about certain things, those things play back on a particular feedback loop that is to in East Indian mythology or like the macro or part of the micro orbit. Um and then you have in thinking mythology you have particular to as like the Bendu seed. Um, Bendu seed being the the point in the universe where all creation begins. Um and you have a microcosmic ventral seed, you have a microcosmic seed. The macrocosmic seed is in is in the cosmos. The microcosmic venture seed, seed it represents the pioneer body of the pioneer gland. So it's it's all based off of um all based up of uh, the uh the science of our ancestors, the, the universal laws, um, the non laws of Sufuji. Um, otherwise, under the Pasirum, Hakundum, the sacred wisdom, or the sacred wisdom, as of above, as of below. Um, and everything ultimately starts, like, starts with 10. Because everything that you're looking at and everything that you're experiencing here in the physical realm is a hologram. Um, and it's a hologram, it's a holographic reality that ultimately establishes itself as your reality based on your emotional attachment to it. So, um, first and foremost, when you're dealing with the energetic bodies, you have to first and foremost knowledge of stuff that's wrong with you or knowledge of or, or things that are plaguing, knowledge of things that are bothering you, uh, whether they could be uh, certain experiences that you may have had, uh, particular traumas, whether it be childhood-based traumas, um, uh, could be anything. Um, the first thing that one has to do in regards of um, understanding that it's time to heal the energetic body is understand that there is a sickness or weakness inside of the energetic body. Um, and you have to be able to start the process of being able to work with it from there. Um, and once you get to that point of uh, having to acknowledge it, then you begin the process of detaching. From the pain, detaching from the from the energy. And then you begin the process of transfer to that energy. Because this science that we're talking about is a science that traveled even into Greece. You know what I mean? It was the it was the, the exo the science so the exoteric spiritual system that the Greeks used, um, when they pretty much took all of the ancient information and then consolidated it and compartmentalized it and created what is referred to as the Abrahamic tradition. Um, and what they did is that they took it and they they renamed these sacred sciences as the Magnum Opus, which means the Great Work. And they chronicled it into four different major, uh, four different, four different major um, uh, stages in the completion of the Great Work. And these four major stages represent the transformation of the soul from the inside out. You have melanosis, which is the darkening state. You have um you have uh albedo which is the white stage. state. You have the trinesis, which is the golden stage, state, and you have rubido, which is the red state. Um, melanosis represents when one comes to face uh, face to face with the subconscious mind, uh the shadow self, um, the inner demons, all of those different things. Those are the first things that you're gonna meet in the process of the novel the first thing that you're going to meet in the process of energetic healing. You're going to meet your inner demons. Um, a lot of times when we talk about demons, um, what people don't necessarily really understand is that your demons are nothing more than the thought forms, the energetic thought forms. Because anything that you focus on in the universe, it will it will expand. The more energy, the more focus that you give to it. Um, and the more focus the energy that you give to it, um, it can ultimately really start creating a particular situation in which that thought form can now start sustaining itself outside of your own conscious influence. Therefore, you know, you have such things as, such as demons, and, or what you refer to as demons, you know what I mean, and attacks, and all those different things. So, it all starts with what's coming from the mind. And in melanosis, you're dealing with everything that starts from the basis of your mind, what's in your mind. Good. Darkest, deepest. Most traumatized experiences, secrets, all of those different things is, is in the presence of, of melanosia, which is the darkening state, the blackening state. Then you have albedo, which is the whitening state. And the whitening state is where the ashes get blown off. It's, you know, it's the, it's the concept of alchemy, you're turning the base metal into gold. So, you know, in albedo, is the whitening state where the ashes are starting to get blown off of the base metal, where there's a and it represents a new consciousness starting to awaken, a new state of awareness is starting to come into a new space of uh, a, a space of being, and then you can begin the process of being able to realize who or who you are, based off of you doing the work to be able to transmute all of the lower energies into first into a, into a new into a into a new being. Then from that stage you go into the stage that would have referred to as the uh, golden state, which is Citronesis. And this is the concept of where they got the, the Western personification of the Buddha from. You see the Buddha drift out in gold and so on and so forth and everything like that. And, you know, they, they would to refer to the Buddha as the enlightened one, um, which is really an illusion that Europeans use because um, the concept of enlightenment is a concept that was popularized by Europeans particularly within the 16th century. You know what I mean? Um, when you're talking about the European movement, that was uh, – a particular uh, era within the 16th century, where we had a whole host of these different European philosophers who were looking for a way to be able to use science as a way to oppose the influence of of, uh, of the clergy. And they created this concept of enlightenment. So when you talk about enlightenment here in the Western Hemisphere, um, it's not it's not something that is that is naturally um, indicative of African influence or African spirituality. But in citronesis, when you're talking about citronis from the from, from the from the concept of inner alpha. Um, represents the golden state and it is a golden state in which one starts to realize and live life as a true personification of the soul. It was the soul and the, the soul and, and, and the habitant of the body actually become one. And then you have rubido which is the final state. And in that final state, one becomes you know, it's everything is complete. Everything is Everything is one, and you have the opposite opportunity to be able to take a step outside of stuff and reflect on the whole process of where, of, of of what you actually went through. and what the Greeks did is by them taking all of these different um, systems of ancient, of ancient African spirituality, the East Indian philosophy, all of those different things. They really had their like their ability to pick and choose. In regards to what they wanted to use or what they didn't want to use, and then you know they took it, made a particular system that was going to be applicable to them on a hidden level, and then they gave black people, um, you know, through the course of slavery, as well as other, you know, all races of people throughout the course of history, these new bases of what they refer to as the Abrahamic tradition. And the Abrahamic tradition spoke of, focuses on this particular character that they refer to as Abraham, Ibrahim, so on and so forth, who is and who is inducted um, who was inducted by this grand priest figure and it's all a metaphysical concept. There's nothing not, never to be taken literal, because these are not concepts that ever be taken literal. Because in every particular cosmology before the emergence of Christianity, you always have a grand priest figure. The grand priest figure represents the divine wisdom. And it represents the divine wisdom that shines forth through the heart shocks. Um, in Ifa and in Yoruba you have that Grand Priest figure who was known as uh Arumilah. A colors are green and yellow. If you look at Jahuti you have um you have Jehuti, uh Jehuti is always looked at as the Yeddh spirit and the color of it is, is green or even Mitchell, you know, the green face horror. In Islam we have Aku or Al So these all these are all allegories that the the wisdom, the heart chakra of uh, uh, shining forth, shining through, guiding the higher consciousness of the to the higher potentiality. And this is what you see in every Buddhist mythology we you see, the celestial Buddhists from the Vajrayana, which is Amitabha, uh, sit in lotus position with a green halo. That green halo represents the abundance of the heart chakra's wisdom going through. So... It all starts like I said before, I know i have been a little bit on a tangent, but um to be able to, act, to, to to understand what these abstract concepts are and like their whole totality, you have to understand what the what the root of it all starts from. And the root of it starts from you healing yourself energetically. You're healing your traumas, you're healing your issues, you're healing all of those different things to realize your potentiality is a cosmic thing.
6: Exactly. And I think the biggest thing is, like, people be out here, like, consciousness is a job. (laughs) Like, what I mean by that is just they put it on and then they take it off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they put the unk on and they take it off. They, you know, put the garb on and they take it off. And they're not actually applying in a lifestyle that's conducive to helping them become better people. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, all the information is great, it's wonderful, and you just saw the brother drop some heavy information that's pertinent to your consciousness. But what is that information? What is that theory without application? What is it without the foundational information that teaches you how to recover yourself? Because I think... The biggest thing for us, specifically as um, black people here in America, it's the hardest thing for us is we've gone through so much trauma. You know what I mean? We've gone through so many different issues and things that go deep into our grandmother and our great-grandmother and, and, you know, grandfather and great-grandfather and all that. And, And we're carrying all of that weight on us as human beings living now. So I think the concepts of inner alchemy that you're talking about, are the things that we need to be able to break out of those cycles, out of those negative mentalities, out of those negative mindsets, and when we keep perpetuating forward. We're never going to get anywhere as black people. We're never going to do anything. We're never going to. We're never. We're never. We're never. And that's a result of exactly what we're talking about right now. That's the result of the trauma. That's the result of the thought forms. We're feeding that every time we speak negatively to each other, every time we degrade each other, every time. We, uh, you know, commit violence against each other We're feeding these thought forms We're feeding these uh, realities that we do not want to continue to manifest So the inner alchemy and the different tools that we're going to talk about How to uh, heal your energetic body All that information is about breaking out of those cycles It's about getting our life together It's about you know, like my sister Tamara, get your life. It's about, you know what I mean, Get in your life. And we can sit here and we can go on all day about the the astrophysics and the metaphysics and the other physics, but we need something that's going to be able to help us to recover ourselves. So for those people who are listening, um, I'm going to just ask one question to you, City. Um... What would be the first step to healing our energetic body? What would you feel would be the first step? the first thing that they people who just new to this, they're coming into it, they don't really even understand what an energetic body is. They don't really understand what are you talking about. What is the first step for those people who want to kind of go into that new realm of thought and that new realm of being?
5: Well, first and foremost, to heal some, to heal your energetic body, you have to realize. That there's that that there a sickness in it You have to realize that it's not operating properly And you can tell by the judgment of your thoughts you understand, you understand Judgment of your thoughts and judgment of your emotions Are you in control of your thoughts Are you thinking your thoughts Or are your thoughts thinking you mm-hmm. You know what I
2: mean
5: mm-hmm. um, Once you get to that point The first thing that you can really start Like in regards to practicality Is really breath, breath. Mm-hmm. Um, When you breathe Breathing is a it is a it is a way to communicate with source energy. You know what I mean? When you're inhaling, you're communicating with source energy. When you're exhaling, you're communicating with source energy. When you're inhaling source is speaking to you, when you're exhaling, you're speaking to source. So therefore there's information, it's consciousness. You know what I mean? So just being able to observe the breath and being able to work with the breath is the first practical thing that you can ultimately there's the first practical thing that you can ultimately do. And you use the breath in accordance to and you use the breath in accordance to what you're thinking and to what you're feeling.
3: Um,
5: in the in the uh the Tibetan system that is referred to as the uh system of the bones, which is um which they have which is a from not of obrionic the uh, tantric, uh tantric They have a, a breathing technique that is known as the Zolong. And the long uh means wind, the ancient Tibetan means the wind. So what they knew, they say that you know when you breathe, what you're doing is you breathe in with you exhale. What you're doing is is you're, it, you're when you exhale you're releasing the toxic energy. You're, you're releasing all the toxicity from the etheric and the subtle body, and you're expanding on the subtle body's potentiality all at the same time. So that's the first practical thing that you can really do, and on top of that as well. I think that the truth for the matter is the fact that, you know, you have to um, understand that everything that our ancestors did, whether we're talking about ancient Kemet or ancient Egypt, because
2: mm-hmm.
5: there's a lot of people who really focus on ancient Egypt a lot, mm-hmm. they have to, so one of the things that, you know, with, where people get caught up when they talk about ancient Egypt is they talk about everything from a historical context.
2: Exactly. Not knowing
5: that everything, everything in ancient Kemet, was for the purpose of it for the purpose of awakening the soul. Exactly. That was, that's that's what the whole purpose of of everything in regards to the architecture, and the art, and in regards to the culture, everything about it was about awakening the soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like I said before, they knew for a fact that in this mm-hmm. construct of reality that we're living in, um, in this construct of reality that we're living in, everything in this world operates to survive off the senses. You know what I mean? Off of your senses, what you mm-hmm. react to, how you react to things, what you taste, what you see, what you touch. And the moment that you become attached to one particular thing, it starts to govern the perception of what is considered to be your reality. Mm-hmm. So to think, to really start tapping into to, to African consciousness, right, it's not really about you tapping it, tapping into it from a basis of a historical context. Mm-hmm. It's really about you thinking, thinking like an African. It's not what you think; it's how you think. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, if you say
6: that one more time like for a, people who didn't really quite catch that. It's
5: not what you think; it's how you think. Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's how you think, and and this is what all of these different neighboring civilizations, African from the African, from the Africans. To the East, uh, to the East Asians, uh, to the to the Southern Indians, to all of them. You understand what I'm saying? This is what this is what they knew, based off of their influence, based off of, based off of the study of the universe. Because what they did, what our ancestors what did, is that they knew that they had to create these particular systems that allowed them to be able to connect to. That, that allow them to be able to connect to their family
1: outside
5: oh outside of the construct of this reality. Mm. So the thing is just the fact that with Western spirituality and with Western religion, mm. uh, Western religion keeps everything, mm-hmm. everybody focused in a fear its mindset, which is not conducive to self-healing.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Western religion keeps everybody centralized, thinking, and operating in fear. Exactly. And, and that's not conducive to inner alchemy, it's not conducive to self-healing. Because everything that you do when you're doing everything you should like I'm gonna get smite I'm you know, I'm gonna get hurt, God doesn't like me, you understand God to a God. You know what I mean? I'm mean, you know what I mean? Like that's pretty much where your mindset is gonna be at. So if you're thinking about if you're thinking about the concept of God from that perspective, then the universe is gonna ultimately react to you and bring things to you based off of the particular mindset that you have. And what you got to understand is that there's a particular science to it all. Like, And this is this, the science that really changed my life. I focus on three things in particular. I focus on feeding my higher self, feeding the ancestors, feeding the spirit. And I feed my higher self through, the, through the particular practices, through meditation, through chanting, um, through vibrational healing, uh, through vib- vibrational cleansing, staging, cleansing the houses. Uh, cleansing my home, so when I'm making sure that I'm able to, and making sure that I'm able to keep operating at a high vibrational level, as well as feeding the spirit of regards of what I'm, or what I'm watching,
2: what I'm reading,
5: uh, everything that I'm focused on is focused on the intent of being able to see the higher self. Then after that, I see the ancestors in regards of doing altar work, working with the ancestral energies, because I have a to understanding that the ancestors are the ones who are responsible for communicating for me
1: communicating for me on the behalf of these different
5: um these different energies, these different archetypes that you refer to as a god or a goddess. You understand what I'm saying? And on top of it as well, use your ancestors' help in regards to being able to make sure that your life in the physical realm goes through. You understand what I'm saying? Like if you're having issues in regards to mundane things like, you know, money and rent and all of that different stuff or whatever, like you can talk to your ancestors to help you on that level. Because they already was in the physical realm. And you already know how the dynamics is at work. You understand what I'm saying? So after you get that order, then you get to begin the process of working with your astral guides. And the thing about it, you know, it's a very, very interesting topic in regards to working with your astral guys because astral guides are nothing more. They are the provincial guides of your soul. That's it. They're like the provincial archetypes of your spirit. And they also are represented, they communicate through you through the forms of particular ancestors, particular ancestral entities and ancestral deities that have, have that have been deified me? to that particular point in their cosmic realization. So what you're dealing with, I say all of that to say that what you need to do, outside of what I just named in regards of, in regards of understanding that, you know, to first heal the first heal the energetic body. Mm-hmm. You have to that now there's a weakness or a sickness in the energetic body. And number two, you realize that that sickness or that weakness is enabled by fear.
2: Yeah.
5: Bottom line, then once you can once you can work with those different things, then you can start understanding the process of how your relationship with the universe and how your relationship with the ancestors in the universe. Exactly. Once you can start getting out of the fear and get out of the uh. get out uh, out of uh, the shame of knowing for the fact that you really have to heal your thoughts and heal your mind and heal your spirit and
6: heal your soul. And I think it's really important to also touch on the fact that just because you're not saying Jesus anymore or just because you're you're saying the universe or you're saying the ancestors or you're saying, you know, these different words and you're putting it in the place of the way that you used to talk about, you know, external or um, exoteric religion. You still need to reprogram, again, how you're thinking, not what you're thinking. So, oh, the universe is going to get me. The universe will come and get you. Like, (laughs) oh, like, you know what I mean? You can, oh, the ancestors don't want me to do that. All right, your ancestors won't want you to do. Because I think the thing is we have to really begin to understand the intricacies of how our, our, you know, first how our words carry vibration. You know what I mean? And how that vibration translates into our reality. And then also what we're doing is how we're programming ourselves with our words and our language and what we're saying. So there's just like all these different intricacies and these different dynamics. But don't think just because you said the universe (laughs) instead of, you know, Jesus or whatever, that that excludes you from the process. Because what we're talking about is a reprogramming of everybody's way of thinking, so you have to reprogram your holistic mindset. You have to change the way that you are thinking, the way that you're living, the way that you're breathing, the way that
1: you're eating—all of
5: it. Right, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that is where it's at. Like it one of the things that Chase said, she was like, you know, you have to break outside the cycles. I'm pretty sure that, you know, I'm a black man Living in the western hemisphere in the 20th century I'm, I'm going to 86 I mean, I'm pretty sure the people before Who I, I old I have been hearing this For quite some time as well When you hear family members or your great grandmother Tell you that Hold right, on, real quick, prepared. before
6: you before you finish Can you, um Alim? can you please Mute your phone just a little bit Because it's a little bit hard to fully hear everything That's being said Thank you Big bro
5: I you. yeah right <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to say though I said I'm pretty sure that everybody in their family has heard the term you have to break you have to break the generational curse,
2: mm-hmm. right
5: you have to break the generational curse, and the thing is, is that what ended up happening through slavery is this is am the this is the crazy thing that happened with slavery is the fact that um the African mind got bastardized through these concepts through these concepts that are referred to as the Abrahamic tradition. Yeah. We have uh, we have Judaism, we have Christianity, we have Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much all of these all of these religions um, came into existence based off of Europeans coming together, um, particularly within um, the later um, the later dynastic per, uh, periods of what we consider to be not necessarily ancient Egypt, uh, obviously you know we would say Egypt at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and the influence of these Greeks, uh with the with the uh with the Ptolemaic dynasty within the fourth no, pardon me, within the third century BC. And you're dealing with the emergence of different scripts such as the such, such as the uh Septuagint. Um you're also dealing with scripts such as the um such as the Methodist text. Um you're dealing with these versions of the Bible, the Codex Fanatica. All of these different versions, particular book, um, that pretty much blend. The, the sciences of ancient Kemet, um, other uh, other advocates of, uh, of what we would consider to be proto-Africa, mm-hmm. um, proto-Africa, proto-Ethiopian influence, as well as Vedic Hindu influence, um, and they just combine everything together to create this new book. So when you're reading the Bible, what you're reading is you're reading a Bible, you're reading a book that focuses on endovacuity. It focuses on um, it focuses on uh the science of uh, of uh, of healing self, of self healing of, of of healing yourself and um ultimately becoming the Christ that you seek. Um, if you read the Bible there's a whole host of different third eye references in, in the Bible. In Matthew six twenty two it says the light of the body with the eye. If that eye be single, that body be full of light. You know what I mean? Um, all of those different things. And you can and you can find um the the amazing correspondences between um between certain uh certain words uh, the etymology behind certain words, and you can see how it all traces back to either ancient uh, Kemetic influence, ancient uh, proto-Egyptian uh, influence, or ancient proto-proto—not um, uh, uh, necessarily proto-Indian influence. I would say Vedic Indian, uh, Indian influence and Vedic Hindu influence.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, when you're talking about the word Adam, when you say the word Adam, you're saying the word Adim, which in Sanskrit means first man. It literally means first man. Um, the story of Sarah and uh, Abraham. Uh, Abraham is Brabham. It's also uh, a cumulative term that comes together from three different ancient Egyptian terms, from Ab, Ra, and Ham. When you say Ab, is saying heart. Ra, which is the sun. Ham, which is going to become meaning black. So you have all of those different intricacies together that blend everything together. Um, even the story of, uh, of man uh, being, uh, or Eve being made out of the rib of, uh, of Adam. That's the story of, uh, of Shiva, Invoking the divine spirit of Durga from the left side of his body in the Shiva Purana. So, the whole thing about it is the fact that they took all of these different, all of these different particular systems, and they blended them all together to give us a watered down, compartmentalized version of it. Um, and what they did is that in in the Vedic influence, in the Vedic influence in regards of what, they, what happened in India, them creating Vedic Hinduism was the first was the, was the European first attempt at it. You know what I mean? It was like their first attempt because when they came in contact with the Javidians when they came in contact with the you know, with the children of these proto Ethiopians, what they ended up doing is they ended up taking their information, their spiritual systems, and they created everything. They created a new language, they created all of that shit. You know, Sanskrit is a is a watered down version of Nagari. But you look at Nagari and you look at the you look at the particular um the, uh, the writings of, uh, of the Nagari hair writing When you're saying Nagari You're saying it's, That's the word it's, it's the language of the Nagas
0: mm-hmm. You know what I
5: mean Nagari is Naga. Like that's where you're getting that from So When you talk about Nagari Which is the, proto, um, which is the proto-Indian or the, or the Javidian script Which is created by the Dravidians. If you look at If you look at say If you were to look at the, uh, Like um, Like one of the pirates of Ani From the 19th century If I'm not mistaken If you look at If you look at the If you look at the writing of Ani, like the papyrus of Ani, and look at a script of Nagari, You will see the you will see the um, the similarities in the script and the language. Also, if you look at the particular stories in regards of the correspondences between certain deities. Um, anybody who's into Ifa, you can study you can study the story of, of certain gods in Ifa and look at and see the correspondences from uh, to certain gods in um, certain gods in, in Hinduism. Um, one in particular would be like Shango and Shiva. Um, there's a heightened a, a, a very, very vast level of um of of to Shango and Shiva. Both of them represent um representations of divine masculinity. Um also they uh they have similarities in regards to um the dynamics of um what they represent or what they do. Shango with the Shango with the drummer. He's also known as a dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a wild man. You understand what I'm saying? He's a wild man or whatever. He's in the magic. He's in the light and he's in the thunder, all of those different things. When you get to Hinduism, you're talking about the Nataraja. The Nataraja is a form of Shiva as a cosmic dancer, as well as a cosmic drummer. He dances and he drums to be able to keep the, uh, to be able to keep the universe sustained and operating in, um, operating in in, in balance. Um, Also, uh, Shiva is uh, Shiva has three wives. Uh Durga, uh Papati, uh, Kali. Um Shango has three wives. He has um he has uh Oshun, Oba, um and, uh, and Oya. Um, you see these amazing level of correspondences and similarities from from these different uh civilizations, but what you're really seeing is you're seeing the deification of archetypes deification of particular archetypal energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, that same science in regard to the work of Rishiva and Shango um, ultimately comes into play um, into the South East Asian uh, worship of a deity that is, that is referred to as Sambo. When you're saying Shango, you're saying Sambo. Sambo comes from a divinity word, Simbu, or Simpu, which means the red one. You know what I mean? It means the red one, which was the earlier form of Rudra. Early form of Rudra, from the Vedic, um, from the Vedic uh, tribes, when they first started inhabiting um, the areas of southern India, and they had Rudra as a god, who was the god, um, who was a, a lightning and a thunder god, very similar to Shango. So, what the Europeans did is they took all of this, like I said, like I, said, like I've been saying, they took all, the, all of this shit, and then they watered it down, and they commercialized it, and then central, and then they had, you know, these. these, these these uh, these major figures that they just um they that they created as these new anthropomorphic representations of ancient African and ancient uh ancient you know, Dravidian, um and melanated gods, not only just from African not only just from African influence, but also from influences where they were uh where they were melanated civilizations and cultures all over the planet. So The thing about it is the fact that what we're doing, I still have to say that what we're doing right now is we're participating in a cycle. And this cycle has been going on for the past four to 500 years based off of the confluence of slavery. And now we're to the point because our ancestors predicted that this was going to happen, that that, that we were going to go through this particular cycle and there was going to come a point in time where the cycle had to be broken out of. You know what I mean? Because the planet was going through a process of its own ascension. The planet was going through a graduation process. So, you know, what we have to do is we have to be able to shift our perception, just with what said, in regards to how we're thinking. We're not thinking about everything from the basis of, you know, um, like you know, like a pitiful human. Like you're gonna pick up a machine gun, you're gonna go to war. You're gonna, you know, the white man is the devil. All of this other shit. You know what I mean? Like the white man is our child. You know what I mean? He's like he's out of control. He doesn't have. He doesn't know. He doesn't know himself. You know what I mean And, and if you look at, And that's metaphysics One on one Out of darkness Comes light The light must go back Into darkness To know itself You what I'm saying His problem is that He's digging around the world He keeps finding us He doesn't know How to relate to us Because he, really, he doesn't Know how to relate to nature He doesn't know What he's thinking about nature He doesn't know What he's thinking About the universe But at the same time Whatever he's able to You know He's studying his shit He's studying dark matter And all this other shit And he's like Yo this shit is amazing This is You know what I mean Like this is What do I fit in this and you have black people who won't even entertain the idea of them having a relation to this shit, and they come from this source. Mm. They come directly from this source. You know what I mean? Not only do they come directly from this source, they yeah. are the representation, they're the they are the primordial manifestation of this source, like in physical form, mm-hmm. like in complete physical form, which means, which means that everything that we're participating in at this point in time right now can stop, if we say so. If, if we were vibrating on a particular frequency that allowed us to be able to connect directly to the source and and completely eradicate our influence on this on on like on this paradigm as it is described right now, we can completely change everything, everything would shake up completely. you know what I mean it would have to start with us doing the work to heal ourselves with us doing the work to understand that we are participating in this cycle.
2: Hopefully. You know what I mean? It's
5: an amazing time to be alive because the truth of the matter is, is that we already knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Like the most advanced of the gods come to earth to study themselves. And earth is the university. It's a city in the universe. So the most advanced of the gods come to the planet to be able to study themselves. They come from the point they get here, and once they get here, they begin to study themselves. And they have to use their senses to be able to study themselves. They have to go through particular struggles, through cataclysms, and an effort to realize who they are at their highest potential. And this is stuff that Bobby Heman has told us. This is stuff that Dr. Philip Valentine has told us repeatedly consistently. You know what I mean? But we have to really access it and realize it. You know what I mean? And make it practical, not just talk about the shit like on some loose shit. You as as far
6: as making it practical, we actually have a question um, mm-hmm. from the chat room.
5: Thank you, Courtney from Detroit.
6: Uh, <laughs> she asks. She says she appreciates the history and she'll read more as she makes her way through her healing. But um, she does understand the importance of rest. But what other than that can she do to help her move through her day? Specifically list a few practices that she can incorporate into her schedule.
5: Okay. Can you say that one more time?
6: Specifically, list a few practices that she can incorporate into her schedule.
5: Basically, that's what
6: she's asking you. What can she do? No 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 no, no,
5: no, no, no. I need, I need you to repeat the whole question because you, you said what you said a word and I didn't hear, I didn't hear what the word was. It's like she said something She's just about...
6: commenting. The question is, what can she do to help the practice? I appreciate the history. <laughs> I'll read more as we make our way into healing. I do understand the importance of breath. What okay. other than that, okay, what other than breathing can she do specifically to move through her day? And specifically, can you list a couple practices that she can incorporate? So basically, she's asking you, what can she do other than breathe <laughs> to induce inner alchemy and heal her energetic body?
5: Um, well, it's not necessarily just breathing. It's how you breathe. That's number one.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Number
5: two, journaling is good. Um, writing out what you're thinking, um, being able to understand, like, the particular dynamics of how you're thinking. Um, um, in regards of what I do, I can only tell you what I do personally. Like, everything around me revolves around meditation. Um, revolves around meditation and it revolves around chanting and a daily upkeep on a regular basis in regards to spiritual baths, um, house cleansing, um, and being consistent with it. It's not necessarily... Any new techniques that you need that you need it about having a particular set of practices that you do and then being consistent at those practices. Well, so what kind
6: of practices
5: I would say i'm I'm getting to that no so, <laughs> so, that's so, what she has I just okay me, me, me. So, what I'm, <laughs> so what I'm saying is um like I said before, chanting is amazing if you really want to get into breaking past like emotional blockages. Psychological blockages and psychospiritual blockages. Chanting is amazing. Um, chanting is one of the best ways to really work with the energetic centers. To really work with the chakras, that's what you really want to do. Um, in regards to working with the um, the uh, the root chakra, there's particular mantras for that to open them up. There's also mantras to um, to cleanse them once you open them, and there's also mantras to stabilize them. Um, uh, you have the mantras to the mantras to open them. Are they're very simple? Um, the mantras to stabilize them. They come and they come in the with. Um, they come to the corners for certain mudras to be able to use. Pardon me. The mantras to cleanse them. They come in the with for certain mudras to be able to use. You have uh bija mantras that are referred to as the purification mantras in the Vedic Hindu system. Bidra is spelled B-I-J-A, B-I-J-A, and you have a whole history of different mantras the whole list of different mantras that you can use to really open up the chakras and cleanse them. Yeah, the Bija mantras are really good for cleansing chakras, not necessarily opening them up, but more so cleansing them. And then you have other mantras that are good for stabilizing them. Um, when you stabilize a particular, a particular chakra, you could use a certain a, a certain mantra that um, invokes uh, a particular bodhisattva, which would be like the Buddhist deity, or um, a particular mantra that, that states uh, a certain phrase. So uh, we have own Money Pop Me Home. Um, uh, I forget. Tate, there's always one that you say that's really cool. I forget the name now. Hello?
0: Hello? Hello? we here. We got you. Hello? Can you hear us?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, Taylor? I don't know. Are she might have dropped off. She might have dropped off Okay Yeah, but, um, yeah It's, yeah, it's Mercury and Retrograde
0: right? <laughs> It's going ham mm-hmm. Well um, I hope we should get back going But uh, we want to talk about also um, Our June team celebration That's coming up That's June 18th, 19th and 20th Three day event Friday, Saturday and Sunday um, And we're going to be talking about The science of breath um, Internal alchemy Or inner alchemy um, the sciences behind it, and also healing the energetic body, the chakras, the auric field, and et cetera, and et cetera. Um, we also be doing initiations into Ushi Reiki, Tibetan Reiki, Kutalini Reiki, as well as also um, Kemetic or what is called Shekka Reiki, um, as well as Qigong, and Chi, Reiki, um, more advanced information also, um order Melchizedek initiation, et cetera, et cetera. So for those who's interested, once again that's that June eighteenth, nineteenth and twentieth, Friday, Saturday and Sunday next month. Um, give us a call at nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine. That's nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine. All right, brother City. Um let's get back to you in um, you know, dropping this hotness uh with this info here. Um what struck me was the interesting point that you brought up about Shango and Sambo. So, um, you know, i definitely definitely um, like to hear a little bit of that connection again here. Peace, hey, hey. peace.
6: Hello?
0: Peace. Hey. Oh, okay. So he
6: got dropped. I believe he did. Okay, All right, so he got dropped. But you, He's oh, calling me back right now. He got, no, I said he got dropped. He's calling me back right now. I got
0: you. Okay, got you. <laughs> All right. Once again that's Juneteenth. That's the eighteenth, nineteenth and twentieth we'll be having our celebration. Um it'll be um the Melanin Conference. Um and we will be going into the same information that we are All talking right, about we're here tonight. On. So um come and check us out. Once again, nine one zero, three six four, nine zero nine nine. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, he's
6: back on.
5: All right. Yeah, I'm
0: me. All right. I was talking about An interesting connection. Um, of course, um, there's nothing that you can do outside the science of breath. Um, or if there was no breath, there's death. Um, that's the reason why um um they're tied together <laughs> you know. Um, you know, the B symbolizes the um a new beginning, you know, and D symbolizes the debt in which that has been paid off, which is, you know, which you would you know, would be death as we refer to it as. You know what I'm saying? So, um the most important thing that you can do on a daily basis is breathe. Um, as a matter of fact, that's the most consistent thing that you do in a twenty four hour span. All right, you might eat one to three meals a day, you might drink eight to twelve glasses of water, but you breathe twenty five thousand nine hundred and twenty times twenty four hours. So there's nothing in which that you um can do more Important in the breath, so I want. I just wanted to add my two cents in on that question, of which that um, The sister brought up, um, and which that you was relaying too. Oh, um, goddess,
5: indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say um, before I was getting cut off. Between those mantras, um, the bija, it's called the BJC c mantra or the C mantras, those are really good mantras to, to really work with in regards to cleansing out chakras. Um, as well as, like I said before, own money from your own. Those are good chakras to help you stabilize your chakras. Okay.
2: Um,
5: because what they do is they have particular phrases, as well as certain you have certain mantras that you could apply to certain deities um, that will allow the, uh, the consciousness of that particular deity, or that particular archetype, to, um, to become embedded inside of your own subconscious. Which is really, really good in regards to the self-healing process, because then you can begin, then you can begin to start working with uh, uh, channeling energies. And when you start to channel energies, those energies will, will project themselves forth in your subconscious as an emanation of your own wisdom, and um, they really help you realize a lot of different things and uh, heal yourself um, even the more on a deeper level, and help raise up your vibration and help raise your consciousness on a higher level as well. Exactly. Um, and the final thing I would say that you could really do um and is is uh, Um, what I what I realized is that uh, me and Tay we always discussed this and um we, she was telling me in um in my own personal travels and, and using hacals and mantras is that um black people are very, very harmonic based uh, entities. Um, we resonate very well with sound. So, um, a lot of times when I speak to a lot of people who Tell them that they're having problems with their meditation Their meditation ultimately revolves around Them you know sitting um, Mostly like in you know lotus position Breathing um, Visualization stuff like that But they feel like they hit a block Um, And the majority Of the time um, What I I tell them is uh, you know You 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 should start chanting because chanting is really really um, It's it's healing Um, Because when you're working with the seven chakras You're working with uh, what is referred to as the Demiurge, the seven major planets. And these seven major planets operate as uh, intermediaries of consciousness between you and uh, your ancestors, mm-hmm. um, the cosmic ancestors, certain ancestors who who, have, who have, may have never touched the planet before. So when you're chanting, um, you can be able to come in contact with the energies of your ancestors to be able to aid you and help you in the process of healing. Um, and it could send forth angles of consciousness, angles of light that present themselves as angels of guidance to you. So um, working with the vibrations, working with the mantras, and working with the hakaos, the anti-comedic or Egyptian hakaos, are very, very powerful. Mm-hmm.
6: Exactly. I think that answers her question very well. Um, and I would say... Uh, for that, because that's basically what I do, Um, <laughs> I would say in order to start your energetic journey, you're going to need three major important things. You're going to need, well, I'll say four now, four major important things. You're going to definitely need a consistent meditation practice, which is key and non-negotiable, which I always say this for everybody. You're going to need that key core Uh, meditation practice it has to be for at least 10 minutes a day so you have to be allocating at least 10 minutes because i would say honestly you know if you do five minutes here five minutes there you may be able to tap into a little something something but it takes at least 10 minutes to really really settle into a meditative state and that's even for somebody who is more experienced so you know what I mean? As time goes on, especially as a beginner, I would say at least start with that 10 minutes and then definitely try and work up to the 20 minutes because that's something where you can kind of definitely make sure you're turning on and getting, you know, tuned in. Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is you're going to need to pick three main energetic movement move, meditations or moving meditations. And I say that because... Basically, again, going back to the people being bored with meditating.
3: Uh,
6: And again, like you said, what can you do outside of breathing and looking at stuff inside your brain and, you know what I mean, like what can you do? So I would say pick three um, energy practices, whether it be Tai Chi, Qigong, uh, whether it be um, pranayama, which is another form of breathing, whether it be any of those different things. Even Dr. Aleem has some great forms of breathing techniques that he recommends often. Um, also, you can even do hiking. That's a, a form of meditation if you allow it to be. Um, walking is great a great way to get into a meditative state. Um, Yoga. Um, You have all these different things that you can do. You can even incorporate some type of exercise, calisthenics, because, again, anything that's going to touch your breath is going to touch spirit. So you can begin to do any of those different things and incorporate at least three of them into your practice as how you practice probably weekly. So and kind of incorporate those. At least you want to be doing that three to six times a week. So you wanna actually interchange between the different ones three to six times a week. And make sure you're practicing for at least twenty minutes per day of those moving meditations and ten minutes of the still meditation. And that really kinda gets you in the beginner kind of phase of going through what you need to go through. And I and I always sit down with my clients and me myself work consistently for years on trying to cultivate a system for me specifically because of course you can you're going to need a custom tailor that for you if you don't like to like you know bend yourself up like a pretzel don't do yoga <laughs> you know what i mean like kind of go with what works for you so you can use the different tai chis also because you're not bending yourself up like a pretzel and even old people in china do it <laughs> so Well, older people are trying to do it. Let me not insult nobody. They, you know what I mean? So they always incorporate it from a very simplistic perspective. Qigong is amazing. Why? Because you can do it in a chair. You know what I mean? You know how wonderful it is when you can be in a chair and align yourself? (laughs) Like, that means you can do it at any possible time, anywhere. So, you just have these different energetic practices. Incorporate them as you need to. Incorporate them as it feels good for you, but definitely kind of follow those little, like, basic guidelines and rules and tips. And definitely, like Siti said, get into mantras. Get into all those different things. And you kind of will open definitely. up your whole self, and you will definitely begin to start the energetic healing process. I would say one last thing that City didn't really mention is look at your astrological chart and get acquainted with basic definitely. astrology because definitely. that – astrological imprint, that's basically a snapshot of the universe as it was when you were born. So all those energies are influencing you throughout your life. And you can even talk to a a great astrologer who may uh, have more insight on how to break everything down for you As as regards to your planets Maybe you can even do a, a progressive chart for you Or anybody like that But definitely start with the basics of astrology Get to know yourself And get to know who you are astrologically Because that will give you so much information On how you can begin to change certain characteristics Maybe you don't like You'll learn why maybe right. you have these things You know, me per se, I talk a lot <laughs> You guys couldn't tell no, i but say per se, somebody who's you know talkative. Maybe you talk too much. You may have an overactive throat chakra, like me. Uh, and it's very true. Um, you know, it comes from the fact that I have Gemini in my chart very heavily and very strong. It's not just my sun sign. It's also um, in my Venus, and I have it in the way that certain uh, certain happen in my chart that actually amplifies in different other areas. So I have a a strong Mercurial energy in my Chart so for me it's Really really you know imperative to communicate And to talk and all these different things so that's Just one example of a different way You know somebody may be an extremely Sexual person this may come From the fact that they have Scorpio positioned In certain places in their chart and I'm just I'm giving you over generalizations Of course but um They're just like small Examples to show you how that kind of Works and helps you to uncover different Things about yourself and that's basically how the gemstone consultations that I do work as well. We basically prescribe you your gemstones based off of your own astrological imprint. So that's kind of a little sh- secret. Secret, y'all, y'all can know my secrets, <laughs> but so kind of get acquainted with that as well, and that will give you a great. Um, that will give you kind of a great basis.
5: That's great. If I can um just chime in and say. Okay. Mhm. Um. That's uh
6: She said, Thank you. Awesome. She said that helped a lot. So yeah. Sorry. I Paraphrase. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> it's <important. laughs> no, it's um that's um that's highly, highly important. Looking with astrology is, is very, very important because um, you know, you use sciences like astrology and astronomy, um also sciences and alchemy me and all of those different things as ways to be able to uh to understand and gauge your experience living in the physical realm.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, like I said before, you know, your ancestors communicate uh, to you uh the planets. And also too, um, when we're talking about the concept of being able to awaken the God force within you, um, your positioning in regards to your astrological chart has a lot to do with your personal mythology, um, when you want to get into certain spiritual sciences and find out who your Hegelisha is, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, and with things of that nature, you begin to understand um, the qualities of yourself a little bit more. Um, and based off of studying such things such as uh, divination, um, astrology, um, all of those different things.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, pretty much what, uh, what I do with the Iron Buddha Workshop is uh, I teach a, a course Particularly on the science of interaction, the science of self-healing, I don't necessarily get too deep in regards of historical context. Um, I teach more so the practical things that you could do on an everyday basis. Um, In regards, uh, I teach you know the practical things that you could do on an everyday basis and why you would be doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most profound rimpochee. Rimpochee is a Tibetan word that means the precious jewel, and it's a name that's applied to a particular teacher. One of the, um, one of the most um, uh esteemed ripple cheese in, in the Tibetan Buddhist system, he said that when you meditate, you have to know exactly what you're doing mm. exactly what you're doing. You don't go into it haphazardly not knowing what you're gonna do, um not knowing where your mental state is, not knowing yes, where your mission not, 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 not yeah you're not gonna that's not what you need to do. When you go into meditation, you need to know you need to know what it's, what exactly what you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, what I did over the course of you know um, over the course of the retrograde, outside of you know the retrograde knocking things off um, in regards to technology, the retrograde is very powerful in bringing a lot of um, a lot of uh, hidden emotions to surface and a lot of hidden thought forms that that you had suppressed back to surface in order to cleanse them and let them go and release them. So what I've been doing pretty much over the course of the retrograde is I've been in meditation for pretty much 12 hours a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in and out of meditation. If I'm not eating, I'm doing some work. I'm not working on some music or something like that. If I'm not working on the workshop, I'm in meditation, pretty much cleansing out all of those different things. Um, and in the I the Workshop, I teach you what you're actually doing when you meditate. Um, I teach you the basis of, of, of communicating with the subconscious mind. Um, what your subconscious mind is 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 conveying to you, how it will speak to you. Um, whether it be through uh, instruments of clear audience, instruments of clear sentience, instruments of clairvoyance, Um mm. yeah, how to be really able to build how to be able to build um how to be able to build and work on uh each uh particular level of um an extra perception, whether it be that clear audience, clear or clear audience, how to actually build it mm-hmm. by working with different chakra points because, Exactly um, you know, you have certain chakras that correlate to those levels of extra to to, to ESP ESP more mm-hmm. than others. Um also too um I also talk about um like the intricacies of each chakra and what you're doing when you're cleansing out each chakra and what will come to the surface when you're cleansing out each
6: chakra.
5: Um, That's
6: that's important because you got to be warned because ain't nobody warned me. (laughs) Nobody told me. Ain't nobody told told me. I
5: wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. (laughs) You don't. And then it just
6: be happening. See, this is why we went through the stuff first so we can tell y'all. (laughs) <laughs> what had happened was ready. exactly <laughs> so. <laughs> learn from our mistakes.
5: <laughs> um, but what I will tell you, What I will tell you, the deeper that you get into it, because you're gonna go through, you're gonna go through levels, and this is what I teach in the workshop. Mm-hmm. I teach that you go through levels in your meditation process. Um, you go through, when you're doing it right. You're gonna tap into different layers of your of your body. The um, the ancient Egyptians they they refer to they said that the spirit had three. It has three bodies. You have the divine car, the inferior car, and you have the animal car. And these three cars represent the three levels of meditation that you can be able to tap into, one being the gross body, the physical body, the physiological body. So when you're in meditation or whatever, you know, you may go through certain things, like, you know, when you're chanting, working with particular mantras or hakaos, you can feel effects on your gross body, such as you burping, uh, flatulence, passing gas, so on and so forth. Um, Intestinal intestinal releases Stuff like that Um, You may feel energies uh, in your chest uh, Bubbles in your chest All kinds of things That's the effect on it in regards of your gross body Then you have another effect on your emotional body And when you get to your emotional body That's when you're really starting to get into some work Because now certain energies will start to come uh, Start coming to the surface Certain emotions will start coming to the surface On your energetic body Um, if you are having blockages or you find yourself with you a highly egotistical person, you become highly emotionally emotionally reactive, Um, when a person says something that you don't like, um, you're eager to fight. Um, you so on and so forth. You may be dealing with issues within your root chakra.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, You may
5: have to go in and start healing your root chakra based off of maybe a particular trauma that may have had um, that you may have been connected to. Um, If you find yourself where you're either uh, overly sexual or under you know I mean when you're not sexual enough because you be have blockages within your sacral chakra. Um if you're experiencing problems within your if you're experiencing problems based up the fact that you can't be present in the moment because you're experiencing uh trauma in regards of uh, of, of anything sexual like in regards to your past or whatever, you gotta work with your sacral chakra in regards to opening up and cleansing it and purifying it and stabilizing it. If you work with issues with your identity, if you're working with your solar plex chakra. Uh with your willpower, mm. you're working with your solar plex chakra. Um, if you're working with um, issues in regards of self-love, um, the ability to be able to accept others and accept things as they are, um, you're dealing with issues of your lower heart chakra, which is, the, which is, which is referred to as the, Ana, the Anahata center in, uh, in Hinduism or in the Vedic system. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having problems with you, feel completely disconnected from source, then you're working with your higher heart chakra, which is your thymus chakra. Yep. Um, in which, you know, you have particular mudras and mantras that you can use to be able to activate that timeless Chakra, which opens up that bridge so you can be able to receive divine source energy, divine source love. Um, and then you can go directly into your throat chakra, when you feel like you're not expressive enough, or you feel like you talk too much or whatever. Um, also as well as <laughs> you
6: trying like, to slidely throw that at me? Like nah, even, I you totally like I went think up think. at the end like I, hey, you talk too much. Like <laughs> not
5: at all. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you got ten minutes like,
6: left anyways, so go ahead. <laughs> like,
5: you know, you're doing that as well. In regards to working with your. Uh, also, if you if you want to get into channeling, if you want to get into channeling, if you want to speak, learn how to speak to your ancestors directly. Um, if you want to be able to start connected to it directly, your throat chakra is a great place to really work on because it's the bridge. It's, it's the bridge between the physical, between your physical contact, as well as the quantum contact with the ancestral realm.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then from there, you can work from that, go into the first eye, first eye, the first eye of consciousness, the unified basis of consciousness, which will connect you to your crown chakra, which is a deeper level of unified consciousness, and you see yourself as a reflection of all. Mm-hmm. And that's and those are like your those are like your major seven chakra centers.
1: Um,
5: even in regards like from a little bit of a, of a historical reference, we could talk on, in the esoteric reference. Um, uh, all of this has like a deep level of connectivity to,
1: um,
5: uh, connectivity to uh, Vedic Hinduism as well as Christianity. Um, Christianity has a lot of Vedic Hindu influence in in it based off of the influence <clears throat> of Shiva worship. Mm-hmm. Um, we've be talking about Shiva worship, you're talking about uh, particular you're talking about a um particular deity that is referred to in the Gnostic teachings as Sabaoth, who is the counterpart of Sophia, who protects Sophia, um, which is the uh, the Gnostic retelling of the story of Shiva and Shakti. Um, when you're saying Shiva in Hebrew, Shiva in Hebrew literally means seven. Um, in the ancient story of the Vedic Hindus, uh Shiva incarnated as the first yogi known as Adiyogi, who dispenses the wisdom he dispenses wisdom between seven stages. So when he dispenses his wisdom between seven stages or whatever, these seven stages represent the seven chakras. the awakening of the seven virtues of the seven vices and the, tur- and the turning of the seven vices into seven virtues. So when you're working with the med- when you're working with meditation, when you're working with chanting, when you're working with all of those different things, you're looking to work with the energetic centers as a way to be able to start tapping into the science of interoperability. Uh, Self healing is only the catalyst. It's only the catalyst. You heal yourself if you can prepare yourself for a greater mission. You know what I mean? Whether you want to get into magic, whether you want—know you a lot of people who who are, who are into magic, the magic isn't proficient because they have a whole amount of emotional, or psychological, and psycho-spiritual blockages on their energetic body. Because so magic doesn't even, doesn't even produce desired results according to where they're at, according to where they're lining up cosmological. Mm-hmm. So this is why meditation and this is why working with the energetic body and healing the energetic body is extremely important because the revolution starts within.
6: Exactly. Everything
5: is a reflection of within.
6: Okay. Now you get the overactive third chakra award. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, but for real, everything he said was on point. So that's basically that. And for me, I'm just gonna say my little piece, and then I'm we gonna like rock it all out because we about to wrap up on the live stream in like six minutes. Um, so I would add on to that. Just start to uh definitely work with your crystals and your gemstones as well, because that's like the subtle energy. It's subtle energy compacted into a solid form. So it really helps to psychologically activate certain chakra points, um, help with certain issues, and it works from a holistic perspective. So for those types of things, definitely when you're talking about the chakra system and the subtle body and the subtle energy body, you need to get into crystals and gemstones because that's exactly what they're meant to penetrate and help you with. Um, So the crystals that can help you with those corresponding points. You can uh get them from Eileen Bay he has an amazing chakra pack. Um I'm gonna be City you're gonna be having a chakra pack available soon as well. Um you, and you can... workshop Exactly, and of course you can always go to Gemini Creations on um, Etsy and actually look at look through all the different um, stones that we have available there. I have my own chakra pack, and I actually even came out with a some different packs for you guys that address specific issues that I saw coming up a lot. Um, I do gemstone consultant work, and a, the main three things that people always come to me is emotional and energetic healing, protection, and prosperity. And you guys always ask me those same three questions 70 million different ways. So I came up with packs of gemstones. This is uh, packs with at least four or more gemstones per pack, and they all deal with either um, helping you with prosperity, that's the pay me pack, release me pack, that's emotional healing, releasing karmas, all those different things. And then we also have the – Protect Me Pack, which is all about protecting your energy. And so you can go to Etsy.com, oh no, excuse me, Gemini Creations, G E M I N E Y E, creations with a Z dot Etsy dot com. And you can go over there and you can find those. You can also find it on Facebook dot com slash Gemini Creations with an S on there as well, or you can visit my blog or wherever. You can find say Queen, T-A-E-Q-U-E-E-N. You can find all of these different things. So we have the chakra uh, packs. You have the crystals. You have all these different things, all those amazing things. And um, also, lastly, I just came out with my new uh, jewelry line, the Yemen Goddess Awakening Collection. And our first uh, goddess that we're going to venerate and honor is Yemenya. And I'm actually, I just posted up the new uh, meditation bracelets, the meditation charm bracelets that are up there as well, utilizing all the crystals that venerate her energy, as well as different materials and metals there. And we also have earrings that go along with that. So all my sisters, it's very feminine. (laughs) So basically, yay, roll with them gemstones. Um. So basically you can go over there and find that out as well. But I'm going to turn it back over to City and let him find out. Again, that's (laughs) Facebook.com slash Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E Creations, C with an S, not a Z, with an S. On Facebook You can definitely find me there I'm going to turn it back over to City. Let him finish up Giving you the information On how you need to get registered Not how you can How you need to register For his workshop The Iron Buddha Workshop You, know,
5: uh, you should definitely do it The Iron Buddha Workshop Is a six week um, intensive course That is focusing on Inner alchemy, self healing We learn about meditation uh, Chakras, mantras, hakau Spiritual cleansing Power of altars, breathing techniques, and you get the information of how to use them, how to create altars, um, how to use uh, particular spiritual baths, um, particular recipes of spiritual baths. Um, you also get um, you also get a, a vlogs and techniques and a whole host of different things that you can learn the breathing techniques that I'm teaching which is um, a very, very sacred technique, particularly out of out of the uh, Tibetan bone system, um, which um, starts with the nine breaths of purification. Um, I started using it, and it's amazing, and it clears out a whole host of uh, so much stuff on the energetic and subtle body. Um, the, it would really, 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 really help. Also, as well, you also have the chakra packs, um, the seven chakra packs that we have, um, courtesy to the Iron Buddha Workshop and Gemini Creation. Um And you can join the workshop for $55. It's only $55 to join the workshop. You get a six-week course of lectures, blogs, techniques, teleconferencing,